So the inspiring performance conversation, just talk us through the content of that. Yeah, so we have uh, created a form. Everybody loves a form. With the message of it's never about the form. So the form is more of a discussion document. There's some examples around the room to have a look at. So we've kind of given a bit of a map on a journey to go through. So we want people to talk about the roles that they've done. We want people to engage and talk about their performance measures. So one of the key things we were really keen on is creating this clear distinction between a performance measure and your goal. So a KPI is what you're employed to do and your goals are your goals. Your goals are what you want to achieve. So within that conversation, they will review that performance. But this is that classic case. None of this should be surprises. And the conversation there is about what's working well and how could it be even better. So actually asking the person whose performance it is to explain what they've done well, how can it be even better, as opposed to the manager bringing it in the room and saying, this is what you've done well, this is what you're not very good at. And then the manager will be expected to give them feedback around that. Uh, very key to their development areas, they have a review of their key competencies, fire skills, and that's about capability. So in some of the stuff we've got here tonight, one of the things we, we talked about a lot was this element, and you and I talked about this, onto this equation. <laughs> Makes it sound very boring, but one of the things that we've kind of underpinned in this performance is this element of capability multiplied by understanding multiplied by motivation equals performance. And it's kind of following each of those steps, which is really important that people get feedback on their capability. So what am I doing well when I'm delivering presentations? What am I doing well when I'm leading people? What am I doing well from an innovative thinking point of view? And then that very much informs their development plan and gives them an idea of if this is my aspiration, I need to work on that and I need to develop. And actually if I am going to make a step up, and I know that that comes with knowing I need to get better at delivering presentations. Mm -hmm. So what, what we're trying to do there is create a world where people know what they need to get better at. Because if you do this thing, this great thing that we're doing, when we become a leader, suddenly I'm expected to do all these things. And that's also the first time I develop in those skills. Let's give them some of those skills before they go into that leadership role so they feel more confident going into it. And as a business, we benefit because our leaders are ready for it. Um, then one of the key elements, the two, I suppose two key elements that we've probably done slightly differently, we've included our vibes, which are our company values. They're called vibes within misguided. And within that, if it's your review, you have to bring examples as how you're living and breathing those vibes either through engaging with feedback from your colleagues or your line manager, or specific examples of this is what I've done. Some of them might be blank. That's okay. We've got four vibes. You know, if you can't think of an example for every single one, that's okay, because within your part of the business, you might be focusing on, in, on embedding love locks or win together. So if that's your area of focus, fantastic. Here's some examples for that and engage them to get that peer-to-peer -peer feedback because it's often your colleagues that see what you do well from a behaviour point of view than your leader does. And then from a goal-setting point of view, um, for as long as I live, I will challenge organisations to stop telling people what their objectives are. That's a KPI because that's a job you've applied for, so that's what you're here to deliver. And this element of we must set smart objectives, yes, smart is a great acronym, it can work. However, when we do that, what we're doing is giving the manager too much responsibility. How can a leader possibly set objectives for all of their team? Again, the KPIs are set, that's your performance. But from an objective point of view, it's far too much for a manager to think about. I know because I've, I've done it as a manager, I just set everyone the same objective and change your name on it because I've got too much else to think of. 
there's also this key thing of if I tell you what your objectives are and you don't do it, well, when somebody asks you, you this go, well, Tim told me to do it. It's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't really understand it because Tim gave it to me. So it removes accountability. So what we've done from a goal setting point of view is set it out brave and, and quite aspirational, but this is the element that we've had probably the most impactful feedback on, mm. is we want leaders to ask the question, what's your biggest dream? And we are encouraging our workforce to answer with the true answer. So not, not whether it's work related or not. Whether it's to get married and have children, to live on an island, to work in the music industry. Because if you have that open conversation, that's what inspires people, because then it's really about you. And it also enables them then to set goals that they want to actually achieve. And it also allows managers to plan succession better, because actually, if I set your objective, you'll nod along and you'll feel great. Oh, the feedback we've had is people are being very honest. We included this in launch sessions, we included this in development sessions, so we've had managers actually answering the question for themselves. Mm. And we really want to engage with people on that because if, if you can establish what your biggest goal is, then you can work backwards from that and say, okay, sorry, that's my biggest dream. Well, in order to make that dream a reality, I have to achieve certain goals along the way. And so it allows them to really then identify what those goals are. So, for example, somebody has shared this with us that their answer to that was, I want to have my own small online fashion brand in five years' time. By us understanding that, our leaders can then have much more meaningful and impactful conversations with them because then you can ask the kind of questions about, okay, what, what can you do to contribute to this guide that will help you to achieve that dream? What support do you need from me to help you to achieve that dream? And then you can set goals and allow them to have that development. As a business, as an L&D, it allows me to manage the investment because I'm not going to pay for them to do a £20,000 degree because they're just going to take it elsewhere. However, if we engage with them and develop them, that starts to create a legacy because if we can make it clear to them that, okay, if you want to step outside, who's going to replace you? What's your legacy? What does that look like? And then we can help them to engage with development that keeps them more committed, that keeps them working very hard for us and being very passionate about our brand because we know that that time may come. So then we can start to take those steps to really engage them about what do they want to leave as their legacy? What are they going to achieve in that meantime? Because the difficulty is if we don't, you just retire in post. I read a brilliant interview uh, with David Hughes. He must be sick of me quoting him at the moment. But he talked about when he was starting to move out of his, his organisation, he said he'd psychologically retired or resigned from his post 18 months before he ended up noticing. Oh, uh, yeah, we do, don't we? Whether that's to sell your own business, whether that's to move organisation. And a lot of that comes from the fact that we don't have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, retiring post and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously your, your performance dips. You're not necessarily prepared to go that extra mile. And... When they leave, they don't always talk that well about the brand because well, they just allowed me to turn up and do what I wanted. So it's really engaging with people from that. And don't get me wrong, some of the answers to that are, I want to be a merchandise manager in five years. Um, I want your job team in five years' time. And then you can really inform what that means. So if, if that's your biggest dream, right, what's your short and medium long-term goals? So if I'm a trainee merch now and I want to be a merchandise manager in five years, well, the goal in 12 months is to become an assistant merchandiser. And then it's about saying, okay, 
what skills do you need to do that? Mm-hmm. And we actually have as part of the review and they complete it and then it's just a really quick temperature check. Um, so if they identify that they want to, they're going to have to write business reports, let's yeah. say, and then they can just quickly say, I'm epic at that, I've never done it before, I need to improve, and then that involves that development plan. So it's actually enabling them to see, I want to be a merch manager because that's my career and everything that comes with it, the promotion, etc. To do it effectively, this is what we'll have to do. And I think, to be honest, alluding to that point we said earlier about this 70, might as well to keep saying I want to sound like me dad because 75% of the workforce are millennials. That's what allows you to engage with them to manage this expectation. Because one of the things I've learned from that generation is they've got expectations, however, they want to understand what somebody's had to do to get to where they are. Mm. So you can engage them to say, well, Bob, who's the current nurse manager, has had to do X, Y, and Z, and he's had to make this sacrifice. And he's had to do this. He's maybe been punched in the head and all that sort of stuff. So that allows them to see what that's step by step, because then that informs your goals rather than the objective just being the nurse manager in 12 yeah. And then they can say, well, there's no jobs, or actually and let them see what, what they can control. And then that's what really cascades through their goals. So we're very, very clear on this distinction. If you set your own goals, of course, there has to be some relation to it. If somebody says, I want to work in the music industry, we need to look at what that means for their performance of this guide. And we also have to make it clear to them, okay, well, I'm not going to put you on the next director's course yeah. so that they understand what the outcome of that and the consequences. And then that informs their development plan and the final bit is the, the, the kind of final review really and again that's where the line manager should have more input at the end than of any part because if you can get people talking about their own performance mm-hmm. they know what they're doing well and they want the managers to know and they also know where they could do better I think one of the big things that I've learned as a manager is if you don't have that conversation with someone they leave the room just going we didn't talk about me you told me all these things However, you didn't get me to talk about the thing that's really important, and that is that I feel really inadequate in meetings, or I don't think I can ever do this job because I've not got this experience. So it's about getting them to talk about it because that's what opens up the conversation. And you know, it's that thing that we, we all know in L&D, OD, H, however you want to call it, that if you engage with people inspiring, performance comes organically from it. You don't have to throw a load of money at it. You don't have to rule with an iron fist. You make it about the people they drive it for themselves.